Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise It Free podcast. As mentioned, this is your host, Netalina. Such an honor to be here, and thank you for being here. Those of you that are continuous guests, thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. And for those of you that are new, thank you so much for being here today. New podcast episodes every Monday and Friday with some of the world's top influencers where we just have a conversation and learn to become our best self in our six pillars of life, relationships, money, self-worth, career, love, and health and fitness. Super excited today. We're going to be speaking with Lena Elkin. She's calling us all the way from Tel Aviv, Israel. Today, we're going to talk about the secrets to personal branding, how to make your dream clients want to buy from you, using your personal story in order to captivate people, even if you aren't the best writer, and how to end the cycle of being broke and attract more money overall. Alina Elkins is the founder and CEO of Lena Elkins Coaching. She's an award-winning consultancy for client-based entrepreneurs internationally. She's a sought-after speaker, influencer, and member of the Forbes Coaches Council. And today, she's going to be joining us. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Lena, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such an honor to have you here on the Rise Up For You podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We always like to start off the episode by letting the audience get to know our guest. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and all the cool things that you're doing around the world. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Lena Elkins. I'm a millennial business and marketing coach for service-based entrepreneurs around the world. So what that actually looks like is that we go in, we work with primarily solopreneurs internationally, um, and we really help them get out of their own way and gain clarity on what they need to do in order to reach their business goals, whether that's hitting a consistent income goal every month or getting big media features or really just whatever it's going to take to get the visibility that they need uh, to move forward and progress. So that's a little bit about what I do. Um, I live in Tel Aviv, Israel, although I'm originally from San Francisco, but me and my husband actually travel the world all year round doing speaking uh, things and stuff like that. Um, I'm a member of the Forbes Coaches Council. I'm an international speaker, like I mentioned, and I'm a host of the Facebook group Millennial Go Letters. So that's a bit about me. So tell us a little bit, because you're young, how, you're, how old are you now, 23 or still 22? Or? Oh, I'm 26, oh, you're although 26. I look like I'm about 16. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yes, and if anybody takes a look at your photo, they absolutely, they would agree. Um, tell us a little yes. bit how you got into uh, this industry, and um, I mean, you've done some incredible work, and it's very credible, obviously, as you mentioned with... Um, Forbes and entrepreneur.com. So I'd love to just learn, I mean, how this happened for you. What was the process? What was the journey behind it? Yeah. So when I was 22, I graduated from college and moved to Tel Aviv from the Bay Area. And at the time, I think I saw all of these other millennials who were really struggling to get jobs, to enter the workforce. And at the time, my sister was actually living in Israel. And so I thought, well, maybe I can avoid this whole thing and figure out a different route and just move to Tel Aviv and see what I can do there. So really just on a whim, I packed my bags, I moved to Tel Aviv from California. And at that time, not only was I 
I didn't speak the language, right? I didn't speak Hebrew. I didn't really know anybody there other than my sister. I didn't have any community. I didn't have any money. I was a recent broke college grad. So there was all of that going on, which made it difficult to get a job. But at the same time, I didn't have any professional skills, right? I just graduated. And today it's so difficult for millennials to get jobs, especially jobs that we can actually live on. So at that time, I had a few small jobs. The first one was I worked in a grocery store. It was the only job I could get with the minimal people that I spoke, I paid minimum wage, lasted there for a few months. And then I had the opportunity to become the marketing manager, the social media marketing manager for a local nonprofit. So what's funny is that I didn't really have any formal social media marketing experience, but they were like, you're a millennial. You know how to use Facebook. Let's just bring you on, you know, and and this will work out. So they basically brought me on and it just became very clear to me very quickly that one, I was good at marketing. I had a natural knack for it. I had a natural knack for understanding people and reading people and knowing how to communicate with them. But the whole nine to five structure just wasn't working for me. Just even the little things within it. I didn't like going to an office. I didn't like having a boss. I didn't like commuting. All these things that traditionally you were raised to believe, these are just the things that you do. This is what adulting is. But I knew that for myself, I just had a feeling deep down, even though I never knew any entrepreneurs previously, it's not like um, it was. I was inspired by anybody I knew, but it just became clear that maybe I could do my own thing. And especially if I wanted to continue to live in Tel Aviv, a city that's not cheap, uh, and be able to really afford the lifestyle that I was accustomed to, I had to figure something out. So I really entered entrepreneurship out of desperation, not even because it was inspired by anything else, but simply because it was the best option. So it kind of happened accidentally. And then from there, I launched my first digital marketing agency, which was primarily based in Tel Aviv, serving the Tel Aviv startup market. Um, That did very well, reached multiple six figures from the first year of launching. But then even though it was doing very well, I felt completely overwhelmed and not free at all. Not I didn't feel like I had my own business. Um, I felt like I was just a slave to all these clients. And so at that point, I had to take a hard look at my business and see how can I make pivots here. Around the same time that it was doing very well, a lot of other millennials who either I had grown up with, gone to college with, knew here in Tel Aviv, other expats started coming to me and saying, I also want to quit my job. I also want to start my own business. How do I do that? You know, what does that look like? And that's when I realized that I had this skill of scaling businesses quickly and getting businesses the right visibility that they need in order to grow. So that's when I started just doing some impromptu coaching on the side, just with some friends, nothing serious. And then once more and more people started coming to me, I realized I could create a real business out of this. And this is so much different because it's coaching. It's not the hands-on agency work. And I also get to work with people who are my age, who I get along with, who I connect with. And I really enjoy serving this market. So that's when I transitioned into coaching and things have just grown and grown and grown since then. Um, and now we have, you know, I'm a coach, obviously we have three other coaches on our team, um, and, and lots of other aspects as well. So things have just grown and it's been amazing. And here we are today. So tell us, I want to just talk on this topic just for a little bit, you know, tell us about this millennial mindset. You know, I, I'm a professor at a college, so I understand it a little bit more, but (laughs) do you think that this is, um, is this a new trend of, you know, having a hard time doing a nine to five, having a traditional job? Um, you know, you guys get a lot of bad rap. And when I say you guys, I'm just talking about the millennial, millennial generation of they don't have good work ethic. They can't hold a nine to five job. Uh, they can't do the traditional work setting. Where do you think that comes from? Is it just this idea that now there can be something more? Or do you think it's in the process of the education system as you guys were growing up? I'm just curious to get your insight of, you know, what made you not want to have a nine to five job? Like, where did those feelings come from? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I think that the biggest shift that happened was the internet, right? Suddenly the internet came out and the whole online space turned into this education era, right? Where suddenly we didn't have to go to a college to learn things, to gain skills. We could suddenly open our iPhones and go to our iPads and learn anything, buy anything, sell anything, communicate with anyone from the, essentially for free, virtually for free. And because of that, I think that we became a generation that A, was easily distracted, right? Because we suddenly had all these different avenues to learn and to take in information. Two, it made us highly skilled because suddenly we were able to develop all these skills on our own that previous generations didn't have. And because of that, um, it just didn't make sense anymore, I think, for a lot of people from a mindset standpoint that they felt like, I have all of these skills. I see all these other people making money from their computers and, and working in that nine to five today is extremely competitive, right? Um, and especially when you're trying to get an entry level job, most of these applications, it's crazy, require you to have years and years and years of experience, right? When really these college kids don't have experience, which is why you see more millennials than any other generation living with their parents for years after graduating from college in huge amounts of debt because of the price of going to college in the United States, right? So I think for a variety of reasons, it just didn't make sense anymore, but also just seeing that there's the opportunity, right? That one person started talking about it, they saw one person making money online, and now there's this huge community, whereas when people realize that it's now an option where they could sit in an office for nine to five every single day, right, uh, in a cubicle, making a set salary, doing work that they're not passionate about, essentially working for someone else's happiness instead of their own, well, now they have uh, the opportunity to create something that they're passionate about. They can set their own rates. They can set their own schedule. They can travel the world. They can do all these things that maybe, you know, my parents or my grandparents weren't able to do. And today, it's like I said, it's just so affordable and easy and accessible to build a business online. I mean, if you go 100 years ago, it would not have been easy. You would have to have a ton of capital. You would have had to have people helping you, all these different things. But today, it's so accessible. I mean, you see these like 15-year-olds. It's crazy. My brother, he's in high school. And you see his friends making thousands of dollars a month from doing basic things online, just as high school kids, right? So it's this opportunity that we just can't ignore. And that's why I think that so many millennials have decided to take that route. And for sure, you're right, that we've seen a huge boom in this trend over the past few years. And it's been really cool to see. I, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that you're absolutely right. And, you know, unfortunately, I can attest to the fact that it is hard to get out of high school, get out of college and find a job. Um, I don't think that we do a good job at um, helping you guys learn the soft skills that are important to, to move on in life, right? Like the emotional intelligence, communication, networking, all these things that, that really build relationships and, and bring you success. They're completely missed, in my opinion. So I, I could see where this need um, would be generated from. But it's not easy, as we know, Lena. And um, it also can become very inundated very quickly with this message of, oh, it's so easy, like build your online business and you can work from the beach. And I think a lot of people are attracted to that lifestyle, um, but are forgetting that, I mean, there's a hustle to it and there's a lot of work. So I yes. know that there's, you know, there's some key things that you um, elaborate on, you know, like you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You have, you have basically four things that you've learned from building a business that's helped you build your income and work and work less. So if you don't mind like touching through them, I know it's like reinventing the wheel. Um, you talk a lot about, you don't have to keep buying courses and don't waste hours and you don't have to keep improving yourself. So I'd love for you to just like dive on those four, if you don't mind. Yes, sure. What was the first one again? When you, when <laughs> we'll you go one by one. Yeah. You were talking about that. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. 
Um, and ah, that, yes. yeah, and that it's, yeah, go ahead and elaborate on that. Cause I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. I think that a lot of people hold back from building businesses because they think that whatever it is that they create has to be the first of its kind. It has to be incredibly original when really it's the exact opposite. That when you can go out there and you can see that there's all this competition, you can see that all these people are doing what you want to be doing, what you want to be selling or who you want to be serving. That's huge validation. That it's an already legit idea, right? You don't have to go ahead and do the market research and validate it. It's clear that people are already buying it. So don't feel the need to reinvent the wheel. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think, you know, what if, what if a guy one day wanted to open a furniture company, but he said, Oh, but all these other companies are already making chairs. Therefore I can't make chairs. You know, everybody can create similar products, but have their own spin, their own personality, their own brand values on it. And so what I always say is people come to me and they say, I'm too scared to start a business because I don't have some big creative, innovative idea. You don't have to have that. You simply need to identify the skills that you already have identify who needs those skills. And by the way, when I say that, by having these skills, you don't have to be the greatest of whatever it is that you're doing. You don't have to be the Beyonce of whatever it is that you're selling. You simply have to be able to help someone solve their problem faster than they can sell it themselves, right? It really is that simple. So that's the first thing, though, is identifying what skills do you have and who can you specifically help to solve those problems with those skills. It's as simple as that. So don't feel the need to have a crazy original idea. Whatever idea that you end up having, it's going to be original because it's yours. And it's going to have your face on it, your brand, your values, your personality, everything like that, right? So ultimately, it's not about what you're selling or how you're selling it. It's about you. That's what's going to make you unique. So don't worry about uh, the idea itself for the business being so original. One of the things- And then what's the second one? Yeah, well, well, that's what I was going to say is that one of the things that, that you talk about that I really like and I want to touch on is this idea that you don't need to buy any more courses. Now, we're, I think we're in this, um, like I said before, we're in a very inundated environment where every five seconds there's a new course online that somebody is selling. Opt in now for $69 and get all the tips on how to build your income, da, da, da. And a lot of people have invested thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on courses that aren't taking them anywhere. Um, so right. I know you talk a lot about like stop buying courses, like ditch the courses already and just make it happen. Yeah. And that's a tough realization for people to have. I mean, like if there's anybody listening right now who is one of those people who's invested thousands and thousands in courses, I'm sorry. And I get it because I've been there. Um, but the truth is that today the coursing industry, at least in my opinion, is way too full of way too many people screaming at each other. Like you said, buy my course, $69, all the secrets. When in reality, it doesn't matter how good the course actually is. It could be the greatest course in the world. But as human beings, most of us don't have the, we are not able essentially to hold ourselves accountable to make sure that we not only follow through and learn everything in the course, but that we implement it with power. And that's why I am such a big advocate for coaching. And while our business used to be primarily course-based is what we sold, but then I realized that our sole goal with our business, um, the only metric that we track is client results. That's it. And so if we really want people to be getting the best results possible, then we don't want them taking our courses because we want to be there with them, making sure that they know the right steps to implement that are specific to them, right? Because courses are not one size fits all. You have to know specifically what's going to work for your business, your model, your goals. And so when I see people both building courses and also buying courses, I just think it's a huge waste of time and money today when 
really the best thing that you can do is just act, right? It's just move. Stop learning. Stop consuming content. Well, all that's so important, you ultimately have to take action. Um, and, and I find that the best way to take action alongside learning is with a coach or a mentor, somebody who could really be your accountability buddy, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think it's something that's slowly changing. I mean, at least in the coaching space, I'm seeing less and less courses coming out and more and more group programs and accountability programs and mentorship programs, masterminds, things that really require people to interact one-on-one and be there for each other to make sure that they're following through. That's the kind of content that I think is making a huge difference today. So what would you say is, because I agree with you that, um, you know, after a while, the knowledge is, is something that you grow through the process, right? Like when you take action, you learn, in my opinion. Right. So I would like to, right. I would like to ask you, you know, there are a lot of coaches out there. What should people be looking for when they're trying to find that business coach? I mean, what makes people credible? Because as you mentioned, nowadays, it's not necessarily the degree. We're not looking for the person that, you know, has a master's degree in business management and, you know, it, you know, has all this stuff on paper. It's more what's your track record in regards to your development, what you've built. So what would you say are a few important things that we should look for when we are looking for a, a coach, a business coach? So yeah, what are some things that, that we should look for? Yeah. So like you said, I don't think when people go into higher coaches or mentors today, they're looking for the college degree or the MBA. And I just think that that's a huge misconception today that in order to be successful or in order to be a successful entrepreneur, especially you have to have some big fancy degree at the end of the day. That's not what people are looking for. What people are looking for is results, right? So if you're somebody who's listening right now, who's looking to hire your first coach, that's the first, actually, that's the second thing you want to look for. The first thing that you want to look for is a personality that you connect with, because this is somebody who you're going to be working with very intimately. This is somebody who's really going to be diving into your story, your goals, what your struggles have been, right? And they're really going to be walking with you step by step. And if that's not going to be somebody who you trust and who you connect with and who you really feel comfortable with, then it's not going to work. It doesn't matter if that person has all the amazing results and testimonials in the world. If it's not a person that you naturally vibe with, then it's not going to be a worthy investment because you're not going to feel incentivized to do the work. So that's the first thing. The second thing is absolutely results. So pretty much if you go to any coach's website today, um, they should have a page, whether it's called praise or results or anything. And you can start identifying, first of all, the people who are sharing their results are those people who are like you, who are in your similar position. And two, have they achieved the results um, that, that you want to achieve? So that's the second thing. And then the third thing that I think is important to look for is just the public credibility, like we spoke about before, um, having media features, being interviewed on places, you know, uh, being in different media outlets, publications is really big. Um, and really taking the time to study the person ahead of time because the reality is that coaching is not cheap, right? And so take your time. And most coaches today, at least good coaches, I find, have a lot of free content. Like I know for us, at least 95% of our content is 100% free. You can go through all of our video trainings, all of our webinars, all of our blueprints, blog posts, you name it, right? So there's so much opportunity for you to get to know them and see if, you, if it feels legit to you. So those are a few of the steps uh, that I would take. And there's coaches everywhere today. I mean, you could find them literally everywhere, depending on what it is that you do. Oh, and also finding a coach, I'll say, that uh, specifically helps you in the unique thing that you are struggling with. So you see a lot of these coaches today, for example, mindset coaches. That can mean so many different things, right? Being a mindset coach. Yet, let's say you're somebody who's really struggled with I don't know, an eating disorder, let's say, and you could specifically find a mindset coach that specifically helps women who are overcoming eating disorders, then that might be a more specific person for you, right? So try to avoid the really broad coaches, focus on the specific coaches. 
That's a, Does that that's, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great tip. Lena, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really um, such an honor to have you on the show. Some great insights. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview and start by asking you if there's a favorite book that you would recommend to us. Yes, there's two books actually, but they're written by the same person. So I hope it's okay that I say that. Um, the first one is You Are a Badass. And the second one is You Are a Badass at Making Money. And they're both by Jen Sincero. They're amazing, hilarious books. Everybody should read them. Great. And tell us, uh, what is one value that you've constantly stuck by that is a non-negotiable for you? Something that throughout your career you will not let go of? Yeah, I think that the biggest thing for me has always been leading with service, with a service mindset. Um, I think a lot of coaches, especially high-ticket coaches, kind of have this mindset of like, oh, well, it's my business and I do things how I want. And it's almost like sometimes like a screw you, right, to the clients at the end of the day. It's very, very important to me that my clients are always 100% happy, feel good, feel like they're supported. Uh, That's something that's an absolute non-negotiable for me. And what would you say is, um, like, like if you could leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget. What would you say your golden nugget is? Yeah, I think that the biggest golden nugget that I can share is this idea of what comes into your mind is what lands in your lap. So if you're somebody who gets really caught up in the stress and the anxieties and the fears and the what ifs of your life, that's what's naturally going to manifest in front of you. But if you can really develop a mindset that is focused on positivity, on abundance, on opportunity, it's going to transform your entire reality. So I think a lot of people tend to think that if you keep all your negative ideas in your mind, well, it doesn't really matter, right? But that's going to penetrate into your actual life. So always lead in any situation and anything that you're in with a positive mindset and it really will transform your life. Absolutely. I love that. And lastly, as you know, this is the Rise Up For You podcast. I always like to ask our guests, what comes to mind when you hear that phrase, rise up for you? You know what I think about? I was thinking about this earlier as I was going through your website and everything. I think that to me, it's about standing up in your own unique voice unapologetically and not feeling like you have to change anything for anybody else, but knowing that who you are is truly valuable and unique and appreciated in the world. And there are people out there right now who need you. You know, um, you're not alone. You are needed. And just being unapologetic about showing up as your truest, most most authentic self is actually what I think of. Mm, I love that. It really has been such an honor to have you here. Thank you for joining us from Tel Aviv. What time is it there, by the way? It is 8.30 p.m. 8.30 p.m. Right. (laughs) That's right. I think we're 10 hours, 10 hours difference, right? Yes. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Thank you again for joining us. It's been, um, it's been really a pleasant conversation. How do we stay connected to you? How do we stay in touch, especially for some of our audience members that might be interested in learning more about what you're doing? Yeah. So you guys can always check out my website, lenaelkins.com. And I also welcome you to join my Facebook group, Millennial Go-Getters. Beautiful. Thank you again so much for joining us, Lena. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, 
There's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.